0: back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt.
1: So the reason I work at Colorado Christian University is because I had a chance to go work for Bill Armstrong. That was something that you just don't turn down if you're a young conservative. Uh, The Centennial Institute is the public policy think tank that he helped found. It was his vision, along with John Andrews, to create this think tank to really help Enhance Public Understanding of the Most Important Issues Related to Faith, Family, and Freedom. As part of this endeavor, we focus in on a whole lot of things. We conduct research, analyze public policy options, sponsor seminars, conferences. Biggest event, by the way, the Western Conservative Summit – Tickets are already available June 9th and 10th at the Colorado Convention Center. This was another project that Bill Armstrong helped create. And if you missed our last segment, go back and listen. Do you want to catch up on that? I'm talking with Greg Walter, who's a fellow at the Centennial Institute, and he worked with Bill Armstrong, and we were just kind of reminiscing about Bill's great passion for conservation and states' rights when it comes to protecting us from federal government overreach. And, and uh, Greg even mentioned he had a, a passion for clean air and water as well.
0: Yeah, in fact, when the clean when the Clean Air Act was renewed in the 1980s, uh Senator Armstrong staged a, a huge fight on the Senate floor to make the EPA change the emission standards from automobiles to include uh high altitude emissions because they had adopted a series of standards that were actually worse for Denver, hmm. uh, not better. And they they had to add high altitude emission standards at Bill Armstrong's insistence. Wow. There you go.
1: Bill always he fighting was for... for
0: a number Go ahead. He was responsible for a number of wilderness areas created in Colorado, including the Maroon Bells and several others. Really? Uh, he was responsible no. for wild and scenic rivers. He was responsible for what is today primarily the the title of federal law that includes soil conservation is mostly what was once called the Sodbuster Bill, which is one of his great great achievements. So the the thing that's different is in the eighties these were not primarily partisan Issues. I mean, he worked closely with the Colorado delegation on all of those. He had to argue over uh, to get the details right with Senator Tim Wirth and Senator Gary Hart before him. But they worked together, and they got it done uh, in a a fairly bipartisan way.
1: That's fantastic. Greg, I really appreciate that. You know, I'll tell you why. Because I'm an outdoorsman. And uh, as I mentioned, I spent five summers as a river guide. Uh, I am in my happy place when I am outside. And uh, as the director of the Centennial Institute, I like to bring these issues up. Uh, You know, we're members of the Western Caucus. We travel out and meet with lawmakers to explore Land issues, uh, environmental issues, uh, oil and gas. We're big supporters of oil and gas and, and free markets and limited government and all that stuff. But when I bring these up, a lot of conservatives look at me like I should only be talking about immigration or Second Amendment or sanctity of life, which we all cover. We cover all those issues. But these are also very important issues, especially for the Western United States. We did a whole documentary on this in the 2021 Western Conservative Summit on wildfires and wolves. Because the policies that are determined here affect every part of the country, uh, but especially where we live. And uh, we need to be on top of these and, and be providing good conservative thought on this. And I'm going to ask you a question, Greg Walcher, fellow at the Centennial Institute on the show today. When I read all these articles about what's happening with water, climate change is the, one of the biggest reasons that they say we have no water. We're in this mega 23-year drought brought on by climate change but you have pointed out in your previous segments that we talked about that it was California and and uh, and use that are and the federal government that's driving this. So what do you what's your response to people when they say it's really about climate change?
0: Well it, that that line is it isn't hundred percent untrue but it's it's simplistic and and sort of jingoistic. it's way oversimplified. Of course, the climate changes over a long period of time, and it is a reality that there's less water in the Colorado River now than there was 50 years ago. So you can't deny that. Um, but there's a number of reasons for it. Um, there There is not a drastically diminished amount of snow falling in Colorado over a long period of time, but there's a lot less of that water getting to the rivers in the first place. Um, and that's that is largely due to federal... Management, when you consider that a third of Colorado, including almost all of the mountains, are owned by the federal government and managed by the u s. Forest Service and the BLM, when they have allowed the forests to to reach this incredibly overgrown uh, state that they're in now, where there are a thousand trees per acre where there once were more like fifty. It's a completely unnatural situation, and huge Mm -hmm. amounts of the snow evaporate off of trees without ever even reaching the ground, much less the rivers. And then you add on top of that the invasion of non-native species, especially tamarisk and Russian olives along the rivers all over the West. There is a massive amount of water that's being consumed by those plants that shouldn't be there. Uh, So there are all sorts of management activities that could be taken that would tremendously increase the amount of water available, and the government refuses to do any of them. So my only point about it is not trying to say that there isn't such a thing as climate change or that it doesn't have an effect on the amount of water, but to say the federal government has no right to point the finger at Colorado and demand that we use less water without acknowledging its own role in, in in the problem.
1: I saw articles recently that even in California where they're having a tremendous amount of snow this year, they don't have the ability to store it. They haven't built areas to store water when they get it in in bountiful amounts like they have this year. So uh, They're in the process, in fact, of tearing
0: down dams really? that they've had in Colorado for almost a century, especially in the Klamath River Basin.
1: <laughs> Does it have to do with uh, fish? Is that why? That's a lot that's, of the arguments is why they exactly want to tear right. down these dams. So, Greg, we've that's only exactly got a, right. a few minutes left here at the end of the show. I'm an avid skier. I want to be outside. I want my kids and grandchildren to thrive in this state. Are we going to figure our way through this? Or is this going to be something that our children inherit? Or are they not going to be able to go fishing? Are the, are the rivers going to dry up? Give, give us a real honest look at what the future of water is going to be like in the state?
0: Well, the, the rivers are not going to dry up. There there isn't very much danger that there won't that, that there will be any more fish. There is a lot more danger that will stop the diversion of that water to uh, municipal uses. So in the future, whether or not you'll be allowed to have a lawn in Colorado is very much in question. Whether there will be water rationing and so on that will continue to allow the growth of cities, that's what's in, in question. Water will still be in the rivers. And, you know, these issues, all environmental issues, they shouldn't be partisan. They shouldn't be divisive between conservatives and liberals or, or any other. If there are people in Colorado who uh, who hate the environment or who want dirty air or dirty water, I've never met them. I don't know any people <laughs> like that. Coloradans in general are passionate about the environment, as you are, care deeply about the great outdoors, as we all should. Um, so it isn't about that. It's about how we administer the law and how we figure out what to do with the limited water supplies that we have and in order to protect uh, the ability of citizens to actually live in these arid parts of the country we require uh, this complex system of water rights and water law that we have and that we rely on so whenever anybody's suggesting that we change all of that we need to look at at who it is suggesting it and and uh, what the axe is that they have to grind. And I guarantee you, it's almost always coming from California. <laughs> it sounds,
1: it sounds like California's got a lot of challenges, and another reason why uh, Colorado shouldn't follow the pathway of being more like California.
0: Well, Greg, you know, I, they brag about having the eighth largest economy in the world, and yet when it comes to desalinization, they tell the rest of us that they couldn't possibly afford it. <laughs> I, I, you're exactly right.
1: You're exactly right. Fred, this is why I absolutely love the Western Conservative Summit, because if you go to any other conservative conference, and these are – we love them. They're great conservative conferences. We go to a lot of them. You're going to hear conversations about – Policies that particularly affect the Western United States. That what's in reality what makes the summit almost entirely unique. Not only are we faith based, not only are we attached to a university, so you're going to get high quality speakers and workshops and get to think through stuff like this. But we're going to cover Western issues. The American Land Council will be back this year at the Western Conservative Summit, looking at federal land management and the problems that that has brought to our communities. Uh, Water issues are going to come up. How about wolves? We now have wolves in Colorado. We didn't even need to introduce them. They just came here, but now we're going to introduce them, and we're going to have more problems there. Uh, So if you are a Westerner, you love the culture, the rural values of the Western United States, but you recognize that we have totally different policy issues. Then New York, Detroit, Calif- or Los Angeles in particular, uh, San Francisco, Portland, all those. We have different policy challenges, and you need a place to be able to come together to talk about these in a Christian conservative perspective that's not going to be running out there saying, oh, because of climate change, the sky is falling, and we're not going to have any water and all that stuff. You need rational thought. People like Greg Walcher. These are the types of fellows we have at the Centennial Institute. So... Make sure you put it on your calendar, June 9th and 10th, Colorado Convention Center, Western Conservative Summit. Not only this, not only all that that I just talked about, but listen to this, we celebrate Bill Armstrong with the Armstrong Award, and we're going to be announcing who that is in in the next few weeks. This is very exciting. An incredible award winner this year that has literally changed the direction of this nation. It's going to be an absolutely wonderful time. Come celebrate faith. Family, and Freedom at the Western Conservative Summit this year. You can get tickets at westernconservativesummit.com, westernconservativesummit.com, and uh, of course, KNUS, always a sponsor of the summit. Greg, real quick, how can people connect with you and follow you and learn more about the work you're doing?
0: Uh, they can find my website, is gregwalzer.com, so I'm not hard to find, and they'll they'll have access there to my weekly columns and to the book if they want to get that and upcoming events and the ability to to uh let me know how wrong i am if they, if they feel so inclined also <laughs> well
1: thank you greg thank you to michael arpaio
0: jamie erker and the whole
1: cane us team for hosting us we'll see you next week god bless you and yeehaw